Retro Rebel Gamecast, episode 14, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook at Temple of Geek and Twitter by using the handle at Retro Rebel Show. My name is Stacy, and joining me today, as usual, are my fellow rebels, Daniel and Amanda. Hey, oh. hola. Well, it's been a long time. What have you guys been playing? Has it been that long? <laughs> uh,. Amanda, let's start with you so so Daniel can go dig into his the depths of his memories and remember what retro game he's been playing. <laughs> well, as usual, I've not really been playing uh, very many retro games, although I have been playing a retro style game yeah. called uh, Virtual Beggar. Yep. Okay, yeah. On the um, iPhone and Android. It's like um, an 8-bit style game where you're a homeless dude and you it's kind of like cookie clicker meets some sort of weird business tycoon (laughs) so you have like a business on the side but you like beg to get money for your business it's kind of a bizarre little game and like you uh, have a pet because if you have a pet then people give you more money all sorts of things Uh, you can level up gold farming and get money you know per minute that way so it's kind oh, of an wow. amusing little mini game. Uh, it's free to play. It does have like paid elements, but I haven't used any of them because I, mean, I think what the game's is the, fine. On what's the irony of having a, a beggar game that you have to pay for? So, <laughs> um, and uh, and just now that you've got a framework for what we all assume many beggars are doing anyway. But uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, so That's, it's pretty cute. Um, definitely worth picking up. And I've also been playing Sunset Overdrive in more modern games for the first time ever and totally loving it. My chick has angel wings, a bikini, leg warmers, and trainers with hip sunglasses. And I just go around kicking ass and taking names. So. I've only heard good <laughs> things about that game. So I've never it's played it, fun. but I've heard fantastic things about it. So, well, Daniel, what about you? I haven't really played much. Uh, I had a couple people over last night. We were playing some battles in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, oh, I don't remember what the name of that game is. The one that just came out. Um, uh, Dragon Ball. No one knows, I think. Yeah, that, that Dragon Ball game. We were just playing some battle uh, fights in that, and I haven't really been doing much in the game, world of gaming. You haven't? Well, what have you been doing? Uh, working Solving on the, the website. Problem. <laughs> okay. Trying to figure out things for the website. Well, that's good. I mean, that's I'm sure that's something that listeners would be interested in hearing as well. You know, even if you're not playing games, you got to be doing something. Well, um, I've created a bunch of intros and <laughs> uh, working on a calendar that uh, we're all going to be uh, sharing pretty soon to figure out when we're going to post yep. things. So those are the types of things I've been working on. For those that don't know that are listening, you can tell who the editor-in-chief is. So... <laughs> <laughs> He comes. He comes by his lack of playing and retro uh, gaming interests, uh, honestly. So, uh, well, for me, I, I, I know. Last week, I finished Gears Four. And, no spoilers. Uh, no. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, Everybody dies. <laughs> I will tell you. I will tell you this though, no. because of the the way I played it, um, the ending snuck up on me. That's all I'll say. Um, so. Oh, that, that's all. Uh, no spoilers. That's all I'll say. Uh, for uh, my next gaming venture, I had downloaded the first two episodes of the new Walking Dead game. So the new Frontier. Uh, and Hey-o. I finished those two. Yeah, and I finished those two. And I loved the first two uh, iterations. They were surprisingly moving, surprisingly uh, engaging. I mean, I, I've played every Telltale game. I've mentioned this on other podcasts or other episodes. But... 
that that was the first one I, and maybe it's because i'm vested in in the show as well and so you can kind of tie those things together but i've played other games that kind of have crossover this one um puts you in that world completely different story and it's so much better than fear the walking dead or that other show that came out <laughs> um it, which i just never really got into this is uh, it was it was just really moving and the character you play they kind of i guess they cheat in that way because they have they make you play a a, a kid uh, you know, and so you're Clementine throughout all of it, and you're going through her adventures, just like any other Telltale game. You have choices to make, and so over the course of those two games, you make a number of choices that affect the direction they go. I don't know how much necessarily, because I have played it multiple ways, but I don't know how many different directions you can play it. But um, I played a Clementine that was very family oriented, that uh, decided that you know that was the mo- one of the most important things, and that people are important, and and uh, Tried to stay as much to the Rick Grimes that I kind of like, <laughs> not the sociopathic one. Um, but in the in the last game, you don't really play as Clement, Clementine. She is, and that's not a spoiler. I mean, you get that from uh, the previews and the, any trailers. But Clementine is in it, and you do interact with her. So your story is di- directly in, in, intertwined with hers. Uh, but you play uh, another character um, that's kind of in the same general area um javier is his name and he's got a family and you kind of get introduced to that and they do a good job of of making you care about all the characters in that one as well setting it up and i'd say the walking dead series was the best of all the series so far of doing stuff like that um yeah because i I, i've played uh, game of thrones and and i i haven't even finished it that just tells you how how motivated i am to finish that particular game i've got the last episode and i just Nah, don't really want to finish it. So, well, I played that, and uh, I also played. Um, oh, what was what the name of this game that neither one of us could get through? Amanda, um, we both started it. Sunset, happy, happy trail, happy trail. Too much color, candy overload. Lovers in a dangerous space. Lovers in a dangerous um, space. Yes. Yeah, it should. Be called Lovers and uh, Hello Kitty threw up on my TV and I can't play at time. Absolutely. So what was yes, so bad actually, about this game? Yes. <laughs> Amanda, tell them how, what was so bad. You, you know what? Like, like a lot it. of people probably but, would really like it. Mm-hmm. But I found the fact that it's really made for two people because yeah. your little pet does things. And I found it tedious. You have like a little spaceship shaped like an egg with lots of little seats that you need to sit in to control different turrets and the engines and the shields and whatnot. And then you have a little pet that can do one of those things. You have to like control the little pet. But what I found tedious is not only do you need to try to maneuver the spaceship into a place where you can shoot things, then remember which ladder goes to which turret quick enough to not take damage. I just found it like a bit irritating after a while. Um, And sometimes you'd completely forget about your little pet and it would be shooting a turret off in a completely random direction. Um, I made it through the very first achievement checkpoint and then I was like, nope, this isn't for me. Yeah, well, I got to have something for this. Yeah, something. Uh, I need record of this game on my. Yeah. It's very pink. Uh, The whole Mm -hmm. thing is like pink and purple, like electric blue and everything. So it's like. A bit of Hello Kitty sort of style thing. The the characters are animated in a very, very like Japanese Hello Kitty sort of style. So yeah. you know when you choose your character, it's kind of hard to tell what green cute blob you want to be versus another green cute blob. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I just felt like especially controlling the little spaceship around. When enemies attacked, you're like, well, I guess I'm not moving for the next ten seconds while I go move to another chair and shoot these two things and then move back to the chair and then move my ship down and then move back to the chair and shoot more things. It was just kind of annoying. Like, you would rather to be able to just have your pet controlling all of the turrets and you maybe move between the shield and the engines or something like that, but it got tedious after a while. I mean, you felt like you needed to be an octopus, honestly. Like, if you needed multiple controllers that you could control simultaneously, uh, I felt the same way. You know, you're trying to get your ship to move because you've got to coordinate three or four different things. But when you get there, 
the difference between how you get the shield to move, how you get the turrets to move, and how you get um, your engine to move uh, so that you're flying in the right direction or blocking, whatever. It's like I kept getting... and It's going to make me sound like I'm just... I, I'm completely incapable of adapting or playing video games, but like I kept getting mixed up. And so I'd be flying down when I meant to go up because I'm also thinking I need the turret to go this direction because there's something, you know, so I would, I, yeah, same thing happened people. to me. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to struggle to find two people that want to play a game like this. <laughs> you know, it, it's not, yeah. it's not very easily accessible and the art style is a bit niche. So yeah. I think if you had a choice of this and any other game, you would be like, Oh, let's just play gears or something. Like, I don't want to, yeah. you know, or cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like any other game. game, Uno. Yeah, a board game. Yeah, it is definitely a niche uh, audience for that particular game. Uh, it wasn't a terrible game in in terms of like presentation or what. It, it's just for a particular audience, and that audience wasn't me. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, today our first topic. I wanted to talk about why do video game movies suck. What is it about video game movies that they just cannot seem to get it right? Well, have you seen and... the Super Mario Brother movie? <laughs> you know, they always go back to that movie. That's the one. It's like they just go back to that movie. And and so first, I just want to talk about, like, why do you think it's so hard to to make a video game movie? And then I want to talk about what they should, what what we can do to make them better. You know, what what should they include? What games lend themselves better to making movies, whereas others do not? Uh, and then, if there are any examples we can think of of actually good movies that have been made, or made, and by good I mean tolerable, like you'll you'll watch it more than once. So, why is it? Why is it that they always go back to Super Mario Brothers? Because it was probably well, I want to say that was actually probably one of the first video game movies made, wasn't it? I believe so, because. They did comic book movies in the 80s, 70s, and 80s. They did comic book movies in the 70s and 80s, but I don't think they did any. There were no video game type movies until yeah. Super Mario Brothers. And then Mortal Kombat, I think, was shortly after that. Correct. I really liked Mortal Kombat, though. I like, did. Is too. that sad? First, when it's cheesy, I love it. Yeah. Like For sure, uh, I did. another. Another video game movie that I like that most people didn't is House of the Dead. Yeah, which is based on that arcade shooter. I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think you have to embrace the cheese. I think it's hard to do a serious video game movie. You know, I yeah. think it would, and it has been like the Halo TV series. You know the all the other sort of crossover type um, game to movie scenarios where they're trying to take it a bit too seriously. Doom, yeah. you know the Doom movie. I think wrong. is the worst video game mm -hmm. to movie ad adaptation ever made since Super Mario. I mean, I don't know that we can say it's that. I mean, it had the Rock in it. You can't. He doesn't do anything that's that bad. Dude, they have a whole five-minute section where they're in first-person shooter mode. That was kind of cool. Oh, my God. It was it terribly... It was a, a, if it a had terribly... a kill counter and they went full camp, I would be into it. But they didn't. They did in that, that one part. The rest of the, the... And I don't think that they really kind of... There was nothing iconic about it. Like, nothing outside of the name and maybe the location. That was iconic about uh, what, Doom. Hell? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Doom has very particular enemies that you see in every game, and there were there were none of those, you know, and that would not have been hard to translate based on what they were doing. Yeah. So, it didn't really see, I have think a Duke Nukem movie could be better than the last oh, game. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, didn't they make a Max Payne movie? They did. Mm -hmm. They made a Max Payne movie, and it wasn't okay. terrible. Um, I although I think it. that they were dealing... What's that? I said I haven't seen it. Well, it's got Mark Wahlberg in it. So... Yeah. Now, what I have seen is Except the Hitman franchise. Oh, the Hitman, no! <laughs> now, that is 
they've way over the top for what Hitman is. Hitman is put on a stupid costume, assassinate people. And there was barely any of that. <laughs> it was way too it's serious. True. But they actually made the movie kind I of enjoyable it. to watch. Did it? I, I thought so. I mean, it had action. It, it it had some elements from the game. Not, I don't know, not a lot of elements from the game. But, I mean, he had the bald head and the barcode. <laughs> now, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing I think it. that movie would have been better not on a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably so. Uh, what else was made that I can't, I utterly despise? Um, I can think of a lot of games based on video games, like well, you know, The Last Starfighter and like The Wizard. Well, see, The Wizard was based, that was Tomb Raider. A, marketing, a movie on marketing. That was 100% marketing movie. Yeah. Come buy our Nintendo games. <laughs> exactly. Our Nintendo game and the Power Glove. So And Super Mario 3 at the end. That was the first time it was ever it's revealed so to the public. Bad. Have, it, it was so bad, but it was a better. It was a better movie in terms of like what it was supposed to be than than Super Mario Brothers. You know, I mean, Super Mario Brothers. I just don't know how you get a respectable actor like Bob Hoskins to play Mario so badly. Leguizamo gets a pass because he's done dumb things. Yeah, but Bob Hoskins, I'm like, man. Well, for me, you know, they're. I actually enjoyed the first Mortal Kombat. Uh, I enjoyed Max Payne for whatever it was worth. Um, Tomb Raider wasn't bad, uh, but I don't I know that a lot. I like Tomb Raider. People... Yeah, Tomb Raider was okay. Uh, I don't. I don't. From a critical standpoint, I thought it was fine. You know, you could watch it and enjoy it. It had good actors in it. I think in terms of the content of the game, it translates pretty well. You know, and we could get to that in a minute. Like some games seem to translate a little bit better. Hitman had no character. Like he is no character. There, he, does he have dialogue in any of the games? I don't to my remember. knowledge, he does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that was that was a no, Amanda? It's good. What's that? Sorry, Resident Evil is good. I think. Oh, Resident That's Evil. A I, I movie didn't hear series that. based on video games. Mm. Yes. What about Resident Evil? What about my personal favorite movie, Stacy? Street Fighter the movie. Oh, I was going to mention that one. Have too we just something. like Street Fighter was right between it it was from based on the timeline, and I just looked at the timeline a minute ago. The timeline Street Fighter comes right before Mortal Kombat. Uh, I don't know how you make a movie from that. I remember having. I, 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 I remember I loved the game series when I was a kid so much that I was doing everything I could to defend that movie. <laughs> when I was a kid, my friends were like, "That was the dumbest movie ever made." I'm like, "No, it wasn't." <laughs> Donkey Kong sucked. Yeah. Um. No, I agree. It's it was so bad, and and see, I kind of liked Gal. Gal was my favorite character on on uh, Street Fighter Two, mm-hmm. and Blanca. Blanca, I don't know how you do that. And they, well, we just know they failed. Um, but Guile was not Belgian. He was American. 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 And, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, oh, God. And M. Bison. Blood Rain. Blood Rain? Blood Rain was yeah. all right. Blood Rain was, well, and this is, this was my, my personal favorite. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give my personal favorite, and if you guys have a personal favorite, you, you can you can mention it and defend it. But my personal favorite is Silent Hill. I thought you were going to say I Warcraft. Thought, no, I liked Warcraft, but Warcraft definitely missed the mark. But Warcraft, I want to talk about too. But I liked Silent Hill. I've watched it more times probably than any other video game movie, and I've watched it more than I've watched a lot of other movies. Um, it is. Have y'all seen it? I don't think I've seen Silent Hill. No. No. If you've played it, then you'll appreciate it. If you haven't played it, I don't know how much you'll appreciate everything. But I think if you haven't played it, you might like it even better. Um, I mean, it's really. I haven't played it because I'm a little sissy who gets scared of games. <laughs> <laughs> well, if well, and I've mentioned this in other episodes too. I have bought 
Silent Hill so other people can play it and I can just watch. Um, <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I just really enjoy it. I do enjoy <laughs> the story. Exactly. I do enjoy the story. Well, anyway, Silent Hills sticks somewhat close to the actual story from the game, which I think is really important. Whoever made the game had a love and appreciation for that, and so they tried to be... They, they, they didn't just try to be respectful of it. They just... They gave it the respect it deserved. Like, if it's campy, then make it campy, but respect that. You know, go ahead and, and go full camp. Or if it's if it's crazy, don't cut things out because you think the audience won't necessarily buy into it. If that's a part of the game, then maybe it needs to be in the game. Otherwise, the rest of it doesn't work. It's like having a cake without some of the ingredients. You have to have everything that makes that work for for people to buy the story. So, with Silent Hill, you needed Pyramid Head. You needed the city. You needed it to rotate and, and be become you know the evil version of itself and you needed the nurses and all the other things but it needed to make sense why everybody was punished in that town and if you haven't played it then you aren't going to get any of that stuff but uh if you have or you might not get it It, they explain it they explain it in in the movie so it's it's worth a watch it's not necessarily that scary uh because i don't like horror movies um it's much less scary than the game but uh, it's worth a watch if, if just just for uh, research purposes, at least. <laughs> research. <laughs> yeah. Well, from the sounds of what we're saying, it doesn't really sound like we find too many video games unwatchable. It's more right. that we recognize that if you didn't like the video game, it's not the best standalone movie of all time, you know? Right. <laughs> but yeah. I think Tomb Raider, without understanding the context of the video game, is a bit, like, spark. Yeah, as far as content and background and whatever, you know. Uh, uh, for example, without the video game, you're gonna be like, "Why does she keep coming back?" <laughs> which you one know? is that? I didn't hear it. It got muffled. Resident which Evil. Team? Oh, Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So that character Alice is not in the game at all. So. Hmm. Not but it's an homage, of course. Yeah. To the fact that all of the heroes in the game tend to just knock about forever, and they're the only ones that could do anything, you know? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think if if you look at it on its own head, the the few video game movies that weren't successful, like Super Mario Brother, um, trying to think of some other ones, like Street Fighter, to a certain extent. It's because they didn't, they weren't true to their source material. Like, right. it, it is weird to see a live action version of Mario and have it try to be serious, but with really bad, like, animatronics and things like that. Who you know, the Goombas. I mean, that's just the worst. I mean, seven foot tall, tiny heads makes no sense. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Or the Koopa Troopers, whatever. I'm wondering how much it cost to make that movie because it made back twenty, almost twenty one million. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! Oh, it cost forty eight million to make. Well, well, that's less than I Just thought. Kidding. So yeah, that's definitely yeah. a blockbuster, <laughs> uh, a, a, a failure, a failure. That would be a critic, critical failure for sure. <clears throat> yeah. So they didn't even make back. They didn't even make back half of the money they spent on that film <laughs> to make it. Yeah. Wow. Well, what was the what's the so it, would you say Resident Evil for you is is the the best one, Amanda? Yeah, I would say it has like the most appeal, regardless of whether or not you've played the game. I think it does do well to stand alone, provided you've watched all the Resident Evils. Yeah. But some other like ones that we still like, like you know, Hitman to a certain extent is watchable, but that's because you like understand the source material and things like that. I don't think it has anything else to bring to the table besides that against a movie like maybe triple X, which is very similar. Right. Yeah. Um, and way better in some instances, you know, in some instances better, I think it has a very similar plot as well. Um, but I don't think that video game movies are particularly bad provided that they're true to the source material. It's like you were saying, if there is camp, you need to go with that. 
um, yeah. which is why I like. I think Resident Evil is great, but House of the Dead is by far my favorite video game movie because it is 100% <laughs> arcade camp. You know, yeah, like yeah. that is the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they even have like a 360 pan around their action shots and stuff, like you would kind of see in a game. So that's <laughs> unnecessary. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. What about you, what, Daniel? You got to have at least one that you could go back and watch again. Oh, I do. Um, but it's not a live action movie per se. It's an animated movie. It's the Street Fighter 2 animated movie that came out uh, a while ago. I don't even remember when it came out. I think it was like in the late 90s. Yeah, um, I see 94 it said. Uh so, you know, that was a movie that featured um Ryu and Ken basically trying to figure out um Bison's Bison was making these uh these beings or whatnot and there was this epic fight scene at the end. I just uh it was a cool anime. Um but I mean if I had to choose an actual movie, I don't know, I would probably say <laughs> out of all of them, I think I've seen Super Mario the most, so that'd probably be my favorite. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh wow. No. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's 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 such a dumb movie that it gives me a laugh when I watch it, because you know I'm with I'm with, I'm with uh, Stacy. You know, why do they have these giant ass freaking Goombas with these tiny heads? Um, mm-hmm. Big Bertha's this big old you know big old woman that wears this outfit that <laughs> you know she's supposed to be a fish. Um, yeah. The jump and granted. You know, they have to have wear these What's special that? jump boots in order to make them jump. I mean, it was just the dumbest movie, but I thought it was a fun, dumb movie. And, you know, it, Bob Hoskins does make it kind of a fun movie. And, you know, when you understand the background of the movie, like Bob Hoskins was drunk the entire time they were filming it, you yeah. you, you appreciate the movie even more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see all that. And, you know, I, I was doing some more research, and there's actually games like Tron that were, or movies that were based off of games much earlier, uh, even than, than The Wizard. The new Tron is, is really good. I didn't mind it. I mean, I thought it was good. I thought they, they incorporated some new technology. I liked the old Tron a lot, actually. Um, but I didn't really think of it as a, although I should have included it. I liked it, but. Um, mm-hmm. Very, it was an. Int- I, I didn't even think of it as being my favorite. It's still not I my favorite. But see, is it, is, work. but see, is that a game based off of a movie, or is that a movie based off of a, off, or is that a movie represent representing games? I mean, because right, because that that's, game that's was a movie. Ab- yeah, it's a movie about games. Right, but it's not yeah, a movie based a, off of games. Like the Last Starfighter, which is not. There's no game that it was based. It may have been. Based <laughs> <laughs> now, if we were to choose one of those, I would actually say Last Starfighter was probably one of my favorites. Um, oh sure. yeah, classic. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, I'm, and here's hope that the last, son of the Last Starfighter does come out one day, but I don't think it ever will. Uh, they're supposed to have that cool. sequel. That would be pretty cool. And there are some animated ones that I think are really good, but I don't think they can be included because there's so you get away with so much more that there's so much more you can do more cheaply in an animated one. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world was actually a really, I enjoyed Thank that you. a lot, um, but I never played the game. Like I don't have any experience with the game, so I don't know, you know, I don't know how accurate it was. Uh, well, Scott Pilgrim the- versus the world was based off of a graphic novel that had uh, a lot of game elements in it. So like they, you know, they referenced Zelda. They referenced Mario. Well, there is a game, though. So they, I don't know if the game came after the graphic novel, but yeah, before the movie. The game what. came out, I think, when the movie was coming out to promote, okay. to promote the film. Interesting. Okay. Well, then, good that we didn't include any of those because I think truly to make to to keep it to keep everything streamlined and fair. It's got to be a movie that's based off of a game. It can't be the other way around, and it can't have come out at the same time or anything like that. I mean, even Prince of Persia um, wasn't terrible, but I can honestly say I don't remember any of it. I've seen it. I couldn't tell you other than the main character. I know I know that Gyllenhaal Jake was in Gyllenhaal. it. Jake Gyllenhaal. But I don't know this plot. 
You know, I'm looking <laughs> yeah, at this. I mean, I'm looking at this list here of the game movies, and I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've seen eighty percent of these films. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I, I'm starting to well, wonder: is it because I was just like, okay, that looks like crap. It's a video game movie. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. So, you know, now, you know, to I'd like to talk about and just wrap this topic up. What do you have to do? What makes a good video game movie? You know, um, Warcraft recently came out and I am a huge Warcraft fan. I played since vanilla. I still play. I'm probably not as I may be on my way out, uh, but it's not because I don't think the game is good. I just think that it's passing me and I don't have time for it. But uh, which makes me sad. Been you play a game for that long, uh, that you know since two thousand four. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of memories, a lot of good things. But uh, in terms of that particular game or and that movie, they got a lot of things right. But the interesting thing about that particular movie is the humans were so much less interesting than the orcs, and they did a good job of portraying both sides. Because you know, in the game, if you play horde then you're the good guys. If you play Alliance, then you're the good guys. And so the other faction is going to be bad. So you have to you have to make the movie where both sides can be seen that there's flaws, but both sides can be seen. You can you understand their position. You know why they're why they're fighting and you and you can you can kind of cheer for both of them, you know. So anyway, I thought they did a good job of that, but some of the casting uh, I thought they did a good job with, uh, you know, with with the characters they included and who and where they started the story and and how they introduced everything. I thought everything was good, but it's. Have y'all seen Warcraft by chance? I have not. Yeah. Okay. And, they won and, me hey, over with Stormwind because I totally went. Well, this must be before the Cataclysm because Stormwind's still intact. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. And my husband wait, goes, wait. "Wow." yes yes way before that and you know and 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 i actually had to go back into the lore and figure out because my story starts with arthas so i didn't really know you know the culling of stratholm and all this other stuff was was kind of like where i started and was introduced to the story but they go all the way back to like warcraft and warcraft 2 where they talk about the the king king lane and and uh and and that particular story of the introduction of the of the orcs to the world of Azeroth. So, I mean, I thought it was good, and I think that you know, fortunately, China uh, helped basically carry this film. They, I mean, there's such a, such a following in China that I think it made twice as much money in China as it did here, maybe more. I'd have to go back and look at the final numbers, but uh, they may have carried it to where they can make a sequel. Um, and, and I hope that they do because there's so much more to the story that's really interesting. I just thought that uh, the the casting for some of the some of the characters was was I don't know I, it could have been better. Um, the, uh, the some of the main characters, all, like I said, all of the all of the orcs were fine. It was and even the king even the king I think was fine. I think Anduin. Uh, Lothar was the, probably the, the weakest. Force love story was weird. The Force love story was weird. I thought that that too was weird. I thought Medivh was fine. Ben Foster's a good actor, um, but I felt like he overacted and Travis Fimmel underacted. Um, and I, you know, from interviews that I heard with Travis, I he, I felt like he maybe didn't really get the topic he's like i don't get it because there's a lot of green screen he's used to doing vikings where it's all real and this is a lot of green screen big sets uh and he just didn't necessarily maybe he didn't buy into it all the way but he was almost the same character though did you notice that Uh, that's what i found the most upsetting is that he was almost ragnar lothrock he he really was which was super uh, weird it was weird. I mean, because you're not. Getting I don't know if it's, is his accent super weird. Like, is it just weird normally? Yeah, I mean, he's he is uh, Scandinavian, so I mean, you're getting wow. a Scandinavian accent. Um, and and I think it didn't make sense because none of the rest of them had one. <laughs> no, and so when they cast him, I think they cast him based on 
the idea of who he could be, you know, because of who he is as Ragnar. I mean, that's kind of who you want as Anduin. You just don't need the accent and you don't need the, the all of the character traits, you know. So Yeah, the, the weird inflection. The, yeah. like, you know, the <laughs> strange. That, that character put me off big time. Yeah, so and he's the main character, and that's him and him and uh, uh, oh, uh, Cadgar, you know, because Cadgar's great, uh, but I had to get used to him because there's such a they they're, they're so diametrically opposite, you know. You've got this very serious Anduin, and you've got Cadgar, who's kind of got colloquial English American accent, you know. And he's yeah. got this American accent, and he uses kind of American phrases, and it's just weird. So it, it kind of that, I think that it was part, scripted poorly. Yeah, and yeah. acted without actually acting. It's just like they were using their own voices and like using whatever character they felt like at the time from something they'd done previous. I really like Vikings, but I was like, "Why is Ragnar in this movie?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird, but the but the orcs saved it for me, so that was uh, that was good. But anyway, like I said, to make it good, to make the movie good, you got to stick to the source material, and I think that they did that here. They casted it poorly. I think they did that for mm-hmm. Resident Evil for the most part, and they casted it well, and they went in a different direction because it is ridiculous. Um, uh, what's the what's in the main way. bad guy in Resident Evil? Wexler. Wexler, Wesker, Wesker, Wesker. Yeah, Wesker. They they cast him kind of perfect. Looks just like he does in in the movie uh, or in the game. And but it is kind of ridiculous. Umbrella Corps is ridiculous. Like who funds that company? You know, how much money do you awesome. actually have to have? <laughs> Microsoft funds you, it. They, they somebody has to <laughs> because they don't produce anything but bad things. So. Um, they're they're just like one hundred percent evil. So I don't know. Uh, I I thought that they do it well, um, but there there aren't there are a few. So what else, what other factors do you think you have to have to make sure that you make a good a good movie that is based on video games? It doesn't have you know I I don't want to kind of I don't want to pigeonhole it. Well, but what th- makes a good movie? I, I think you would want to choose the correct medium for it because a lot of these movies. They shouldn't be made live action, I don't think. So, like, right. I don't think you should have. I don't think there should ever be another live action Super Mario movie. I hate to keep going back to no. that film, but if we're going to make a Super Mario movie, I think it needs to be animated. Yeah, because of the world it lives in and the characters and everything else. I mean, it's it's not going to look right live action. We've we've tried it. I know they didn't go the direction of Super Mario, but. Um, it just—I don't think it will work on film. It has to be—I think it has to be animated. Yeah. Um, you know, they have an untitled Sonic the Hedgehog film coming out in 2018. I don't know if that's supposed to be animated or not. But if they tried to do that live action, that's going to look horrible. <laughs> It'll look like Smurfs. So I just. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's just you need to pick the correct medium. Um, if you're going to make it, do extreme DOA volleyball. That can be live action. No, stop. Well, they made Dead or Alive the movie. (laughs) I know they did. And it actually was somewhat critically received, received critically as a positive um, that they they embraced how ridiculous that. But it, yeah, there is no story there. I don't understand how they can make a movie. (laughs) And you just brought up a good point. Story. (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to make a video game. Nice segue. Base it off of the correct, you know, base it off of the story from the game. Don't try to make up something original that you're going to throw on yeah. film. Um, take the story from the game and adapt it to film. And, and I think, like you said, I, you can make something original as long as you base it in the world with those rules. Correct. That makes sense. Like if you take The Witcher and you wanted to take The Witcher in a different direction, but you wanted to use, you wanted to use Geralt, you wanted to use his rules you wanted to use like the background of that story but just tell another story that maybe you didn't in the games maybe that happened before or that happened after whatever uh the witcher 3 so i think that you could you can do that and that actually will will 
ring true with the people who and who are fans of it originally, but also the reason it's good is because you had all of those things. You had the story and the background, and you cared about the character, and then you you just put them in a different you know on a different storyline and allow that to play out and and all the human all the human elements that bring you to a game or bring you to a movie or a show or a narrative that's that's why you go to watch movies i imagine you know that's part of it that there's a story and you kind of can you know out of the there's really two two potential tracks you can park your brain and it's one of those movies that's just kind of a great experience and you're going to forget about it later a la Transformers. Good experience. Okay experience. Whatever. Um, or there's one where you can You are the vessel. You are Luke Skywalker. And there is this story. And you get to be a part of their story. And uh, kind of, uh, you know, you they set up the rules. And you kind of follow along that way. Uh, you know, I, but that's the point. You have the rules. You have the, the environment. You don't take these two characters that are familiar and then put them in a completely new environment, redefine everything, change anything that was recognizable that made it interesting and good. You know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how you make little mushrooms that you can jump on top of be interesting in a live action movie. But you definitely don't do it the way they did it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then my, I guess my third thing would be, you know, Hollywood needs to realize we don't always need to have a freaking origin story. Yeah. You don't need to you don't need to start the movie off with an origin story about where the Mario Brothers came from. I don't care about that. <laughs> pluck, yeah. Pluck them in the world and let's go. Let's start a movie. Let's start an adventure. Um, well, they do it. They do great intros and origin stories now just with the beginning credits. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just I'm, pictures. Of how they got there. I think the life. best origin story that I've seen from what you're describing was uh, 2008's Incredible Hulk. Yeah, um, absolutely. They they wrapped up his origin within like the minute and a half intro, and I, I thought yeah. that was great. So I wasn't yeah. lost when they started the movie. I agree, Amanda. Any closing final thoughts on what makes a good a good movie about video games? Well, I would say is just because an actor is popular doesn't mean they're the right one to play it. And I think it works in inverse as well. Like recently, it's it's been very popular to put Game of Thrones characters into video games as an inverse. Um, And yet Jon Snow in Call of Duty was the worst character in there. So bad. So bad. It was very poorly acted. Was it his fault or was it the game developer's fault with the script? I mean, who knows, but they're the ones who cast him. So I would say, you know, it's probably if he's not a fan, then you're not going to have a whole lot of enthusiasm for the material yeah. anyway. Um, well, and yeah. I think like Tyrion Lannister, the guy who plays Tyrion Lannister, oh, has been showing Destiny. up in a lot of things. Um, he was he's actually and, was removed from Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, I agree. And then. So I think that's the Ragnar Lothbrok sort of scenario. Like, yes, he's a popular actor. Yes, people will recognize him. But unlike other popular actor castings like Angelina Jolie and Tomb Raider, who literally looks like Lara Croft anyway, um, right. that was a smart choice. But Ragnar Lothbrok in Warcraft was weird. It, the accent didn't fit with everybody else. And if he's not an accomplished enough actor to be able to create a consistent accent to go with that character, then he shouldn't have been cast. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sort of the thing is just because you put somebody that's popular at the time doesn't mean they're going to be any good at it, you know? Right. Oh, I, that's I all agree. I'd say about that. And uh, I want to give a shout out to also, I, I didn't even think about it. I can't, I can't believe I forgot. Honorable mention for worst, maybe one of the worst movies ever was Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Um, I went and saw this in the theater, and it's one of the very few movies that I've actually walked out of. Um, I walked out of Alexander. I walked out of uh, the Spice Girls movie. Yes, I went and watched it. I saw the Spice um, Girls movie. That movie rocked. Yeah. No, no, it is <laughs> No, I'll tell horrible. you what it, what it really, really was. No, I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> Oh, I wanna, wow. I, wanna. <laughs> I walked. I walked out of that, and I walked out of the Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. Well, you missed a romping good time there, 
<laughs> I, I, I saved at least thirty minutes of my life. So, but I did. Good. There were some good actors. A terrible script, and it just ended up being just so bad. And it was a premise you couldn't. Oh, uh, we don't even have to. We don't have time to go into what's wrong with that one. So anyway, okay. Well, good. I think that was. I think we've solved those problems. So if you're listening and you make video game movies, um, heed heed our changes. We've solved it all. We've solved it all for you. And that topic was brought to you by our sponsor, Audible.com. You like reading, but just miss when people used to read books to you instead? Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you, the listeners of the Retro Rebel Gamecast, with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Amanda, what is our recommendation today? Our recommendation today is The Last Witch, The Wisher Saga. It's by Andrea Sapowski. It's narrated by Peter Kenny. It's 10 hours and 15 minutes, and you can get it on the free trial if you're a fan of The Witcher series. And I think that would be an interesting listen for someone to read to me. You can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title today. Or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Last topic. And I thought I had to think about this one because I wasn't really... I had a hard time even looking at lists of different game mechanics. But uh, the last topic is, what is one video game mechanic that you wish we could ban? Uh, you know, it, with some, I think, older retro gaming, uh, there were there were some trends or some maybe mechanics that they don't use anymore necessarily. Um, but I think that's still valid. So what is one video game mechanic that you wish you could ban from gaming? Coast. Daniel, we'll start with you. <laughs> uh, cheat codes? I don't know. Game mechanic? Cheat codes? Yeah. Game mechanic. Well, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll start since uh, since this is a, a, a topic that I, I kind of I had to think about and I went on. I did a little bit of research just because I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. I feel like you're springing really... this on us. <laughs> well, it was in chat, Daniel. Did I miss it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you obviously did. We even went go team gif afterward. Yes, Jeez. we did. Go team. I didn't see so, the go team gif. Oh yeah, there it is. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so to me and this goes I you could have I could have gone with a couple other ones, but I wanted to save those in case Daniel didn't have anything, which he may not, and he may go exactly with the one I wasn't gonna go with. But unexplained quick time events and weapon degradation. I know I chose two and I cheated, but I'm hosting and so I can do that. And I went first. Oh. So, um, so I want to start with the unexplained quick time event. One of the things that I, that frustrates me to no end is when you're playing and you're, you're deep in the story and you're, you're basically, it's one of those situations where you can even put the controller down cause you're just watching a cutscene, and it's a good cutscene. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you've got to push a button or it's like an insta-death or insta-fail. Or there's a sequence of buttons that you have to push because it, everything escalates so quickly that there's no time and there's really no lead-in or explanation. Happens a lot in Telltale games. Mm -hmm. um, where you're, you're going along and all of a sudden you've got you know, a, a story and everybody's talking and literally it's three to five minutes of just talking. Maybe you're making a, a conversation choice here and there. But 90 seconds of discussion, and then all of a sudden, shit, it's fan, and you've got to now aim your gun really quickly, pull the right tr trigger, or it's an instant death. And <laughs> Press the, the best a part is... Rapidly tap the A button. <laughs> rapidly tap the A button, yeah. And then, hit, and then all of a sudden, hit L3 for no reason. You know, like, what's L3 again? I forgot. You know, the cursor will be in the top right corner or bottom left corner or whatever, and you're going to have to bring it all the way over and hit the right trigger and you've got less than two or three seconds to do it and the background is kind of dark and red to begin with so you can't even find your cursor um and that's probably just because i'm old and i can't see it but um but nonetheless that in particular that it just needs to die you need to either put the cursor close to wherever i need to to move it or or lead into it or 
worse than that is when you have this quick time event and they don't explain that there are quick time events. Like that's not even a mechanic that you've been doing all game. <laughs> it just pops out of nowhere. And then out of nowhere, you've got this quick time event where you're, you know, you used to, you know, in like in Batman Arkham Asylum. Now there aren't many quick time events there, but in, in the Arkham series where you're, you're sequencing these buttons and it's this fluid battle battle mechanic that is awesome you know it makes you really feel like batman and then all of a sudden you might have this quick time event that comes out of nowhere that you're just not prepared for because that's not something that you've been doing actually in game so that 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 was my first mechanic and i'm not going to explain degradation of weapons right now because i I feel like if somebody else wants that one they can have it but um the because of this the uh, qtes was my was my big one so amanda what about you well, mine, I didn't cheat, and I only chose one. Um, mine is real-time countdown mechanics. Okay. Um, and by that, I mean, in usually it's like free-to-play games, but yeah. not always. But it's essentially where you're collecting resources or sending yep. people on a quest or whatever, and the countdown is in real time, and it's like hours or days how dare they? Yeah. Like, I want to play the game now. I want to do the things as fast as my fingers will push the buttons. Stop that. <laughs> Stop it. Right. And you know I there are reasons so for that. Much. Yeah. Yeah, they just want me to buy the power up and whatever. But, like, stop it. Because what's going to really happen is I'm not going to buy the power up. I'm just going to stop playing the game. Yeah. And I think most rational people who are not completely addicted to the clicks will do the same thing. But there are some people that, that would just, they want it now, they also want to be first, and all the other wants that, that you might possibly have. And they'll do that. They'll, they'll it's the pay-to-play strategy. You know, uh, it's also, it's also really prevalent in MMOs, where you'll have, you know, um, you'll have cooldown timers that are you know, two days, three days, seven days on certain things. And, and to a certain extent, I get it because although I don't understand how people have the time that they do, that they could just grind all of these weapons, grind all of this gold, grind these dungeons. And, and you know, and then by the time that they do all those things, now there's nothing left for them to do, you know, at least in their mind. They, they've already they've beaten the game that's not beatable because they've accomplished all the things that you can. Yeah, and so I think to prevent that, they put these. Timers I just I feel like. Film. You were saying, but I feel like it's it's like that um, that uh, picture that I shared in chat with the Mona Lisa chopped into pieces with price tags for each bit of it. You can't yeah. see the whole art of the game right. unless you wait or pay, and right. it never used to be like this. There was never a wait or pay. Um, right. You know, if something did have a time associated with it, you couldn't skip it. You know, it it was yeah. what it was. I don't know. I just really, I find it means that I enjoy those type of games a lot less as a general yeah. rule. For sure. And, and, you know, and I think there's a major difference in what you're saying between a game like, uh, you know, the... I'll use the Arkham Arkham City example, where you could pre-order, and if you pre-ordered, you were able to get Catwoman's story and Nightwing's story, and it was just a little. It was a very small part of the game that should have been accessible at the beginning, but it was not unless you pre-ordered, and then you got your little pass. That didn't really add to anything other than a little bit of the experience and backstory because those characters might be in your game, um, and you would get to play with them if you wanted to but only if you fulfilled these things or maybe paid a little bit extra whereas fallout or the witcher where you actually can get almost a full game for a little bit extra where this is not necessarily something that could have been packaged this is something that we added because people love the game we wanted to give you more of the same experience this is something that we worked on in the meantime while you purchased this game we we're adding content so that you know you could go back into that world and play almost a fully fleshed out second game. You know, yeah. Um, well, The Witcher was famous front. for having free downloadable content, and right. I think that's the way 
things should go. I mean, look, I have no problem paying for expansions, and I get it. Like, and I think that's fine. I bought all the Fallout 4 expansions. I've bought all of the Dragon Age expansions, and I've got no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is if you time lock something behind a wall. So, like, I I have gotten this game. I've downloaded it. I've invested time in it, and I just, it made me think of it recently because I've been playing Fallout Shelter. Yeah. To have Fallout 4 be a game where you can do everything kind of right away and nothing is time-locked. To have Fallout yeah. Shelter being like a companion side game where everything is time-locked, where everything takes forever, you know? And there's there's really nothing to do yeah. except click the vault and gather resources while you're waiting for your little guys to go to their quest nothing yeah. to do i just i got so frustrated with it like uh i i mean i haven't even turned it on in the last few days because i just don't care anymore you know so frustrating <laughs> sorry yeah. i'm very passionate about it. it makes me very upset. well that's good no i <laughs> i completely understand and i think that that's a valid point that's that's uh that's valid what about you daniel did you think of any any game mechanics that you don't that you just don't like or don't think should be included, should be banned forever? Well, I don't think... Uh, not every single game is an, a role-playing game. Right. So why do they have to include role-playing elements in every single freaking game? Now I know I'm over-exaggerating. Yeah. Uh, I'm tired of having to level up a character or level up a weapon or level up armor. Why can't I just play yeah. a shooter and play a shooter? <laughs> right. So I don't, uh, know, I, I don't know if you yeah, guys no, feel I that think way. that's a good point. That's a good point, and I actually agree with you uh, on that too, because it, it seems shoehorned into a lot of games that aren't necessary, and I think sometimes they do that to pad the length, um, to make it to where you have to play it a little bit longer. Uh, it's a lazy game design, in my opinion, to to add something like that, where you uh, you have to force somebody to to level something up or to stay in a particular area to grind because you just don't have you know, anything else for them to do. Or even, I think there was something in the new um, Ghost Recon uh, game where they actually have side missions called errands. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't get any more explicit than that to tell you which of these quests I'm not doing. <laughs> I don't want to run errands in my real life, much less in a game. You know, especially <laughs> something that's not going to affect the outcome, you know, or influence the story in any way. I'm not going to run errands. You're not going to get me to do it. So, I don't know. I thought that that was also an interesting... Uh, yeah, that, I think that's that's true. Um, that Adding RPG elements to games that don't necessarily need them are overly complex. So I, I've heard that about the game uh, Neo as well. Although that's part of the draw to some people, is the complexity of that game. It, I like the graphics and everything. Have you all seen Neo or, or looked at that? Uh, I've seen that some Let's game? Plays of it. Yeah. And it look it looks interesting. I, I kind of like Dark Souls, although and and uh, Bloodborne, although I didn't finish either one of them. Um, they're they're infuriatingly difficult, and they kind of say so the same get thing. Get good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or just stop playing. And that's what I did. <laughs> or so, never play it. So then, or no never will ever it. know whether or not you're good. I mean, that's my strategy. <laughs> it's the way to not fail. You know. You uh, know. By yeah, I. You know what? You know what you're good at and what you're not. And if you can acknowledge that and you say, you know what, I'm that's just not my cup of tea. Uh, I enjoy watching other people do it, but at the same time, I, probably the best I I saw was uh, of that. And this is a side note, anecdotal. IGN they they had a uh, a noob playing Dark Souls, and they wanted to to finish Dark Souls two before Dark Souls three came out. And so they had somebody playing it, and they and it was the two Englishmen that were they were narrating this one American buddy of theirs on IGN, and it's on YouTube, and they're like forty five minute to hour long episodes of of them streaming gameplay and watching him and just making fun of him because of how bad he is. Um, and it was pretty funny. It was very entertaining. Uh, it was probably the most entertaining footage of that show because I don't know how many hours they had to cut out of that to get any progress. Um. Because they would talk about how many times he died. But it was just really funny uh, and very interesting. And probably the only way you could have made watching that interesting because of how often you will die. So, anyway. Uh, final thoughts on, on game mechanics. What's good, bad, 
banning. I think we got uh, Amanda's very passionate uh, <laughs> recommendation of what should be removed. I think that's good. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Podcast. I want to thank Amanda and Daniel for joining me on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to see more from us, you can always support us on Patreon at Patreon slash Temple of Geek and follow us on Twitter at Retro Rebel Show. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at RetroRebel at TempleofGeek.com. Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show because that helps us a lot. Until next time. Yeah.